You tune to Sirius FM 105.7. Gone uh, 7.37 Central African time, uh, you know, this talk about the man for all season, a word in season. But a uh, Nabi, sallallahu alayhi sallam, is a Nabi for all seasons and for all times. Uh, from now, right to the day of Yomul Qiyamah, the Qasim al-Nabiyin, Nabi Muhammad, uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Are we evolving with the message of Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Are we just using it as uh, rituals, as making it ritualistic? Or are we using it like how the masalas and uh, the different spices that we use for our food and just eat and forget and then look forward to the next meal and get a high when the meal is eaten and get a very bigger high when you burp? Hey! But when you take the message of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there should be a transformation. We should be getting back to the pinnacle of uh, being leaders. We should be getting back to where we once ruled the world. We led in everything, in spirituality and in governance and in many other things. We are simply the best. Look at us today. Are we doing something right? Are we insulting, you know, insulting our intelligence, but not imbibing the message? Of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to its fullest, you know, to its fullest spark, or are we, you know, playing linguistic gymnastics and bluffing ourselves? Someone to uh, put, the, you know, our focus right to get the alignment right is none other than our very own uh, Rafiq Hassan. He is uh, the president of IFRI. He is a pharmacist. He is a world-renowned scholar in comparative religion. He's someone that knows his Quran, subhanallah, inside out. And Allah has truly blessed us uh, by having him on our platforms. Rafiq Hassan, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, are you doing this fine, beautiful morning? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barashafat. Alhamdulillah, your duas and everyone's duas, alhamdulillah, we are well. Yeah, Rafiq, uh, you know, those uh, medley of thoughts that came in my mind, and it only came because I saw this tower of, uh, you know, of, of, of knowledge standing in front of me, and I said, who better than to throw this, uh, uh, these words or these thoughts at this mountain of knowledge? Rafiq, you got to, we have some time here. Uh, give us your thoughts. Well, you know, um, again, very relevant thing that we just out of the month uh, uh, of the day of uh, Milad of the birth of the Prophet Sallallahu the one who Allah sent, you know, as the best example. Uh, so I think a very, very important uh, topic you are raising. And, you know, this point of uh, following the Prophet Sallallahu completely, the Quran says, you know, talking to me and you, you know, or you believe, enter into Islam wholeheartedly and completely. Now, you know, this issue of following the Prophet, this is a very vital question. What do we follow him in? You know, the Quran uh, it says, it, it, Chapter 3, verse 31, Allah is a very strong point here. Allah says, oh, my beloved Lord, you tell them, Kul in kuntu Allah. If you claim that you love Allah, Fattabi'uni. Follow me. Imbibe and, and, and imitate me. Walk in my footsteps. Right? 
Only when you do that, it's a conditional statement. Then only Allah will love you. And Allah will forgive you your sins. And indeed, Allah is forgiving Masur. But there's a condition. Allah could have said, if you love Allah, then you must love me. It would have been also following nicely. You know, if you love Allah, love me. No. He didn't say, if you love Allah, love me. He said, if you love Allah, follow me. Emulate me. Do what I tell you to do. You know, walk the talk with me. Then only Allah will love you. So this is very powerful, Brother Safar, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says that the precondition for Allah's love, for us to gain Allah's approval and Allah's love, we need to be following the Prophet. Now follow him in what? Follow him in ritual things, follow him in his family, how he, in his family life, follow him in, in what he was on the battlefield, follow him in how in his interpersonal relationships with the Jews and Christians, the Ahl al-Kitab, the interfaith, Ta'alo, you know, Yaqul Ahl al-Kitab, must we follow him when he was engaging in, in dialogue with the Jews? What, which one of we must follow? Which aspect? You know, the Quran says in Surah Al-Azab, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have the best, perfect example in all aspects of human life. So I think one of our problems, Brashavad, and I think you are putting it very well, we are selectively following the Prophet, Wasallam. Uh, now, this is, let me clarify this. I don't want to be overcritical. On the other hand, we won't be able to follow everything. We are human beings. We are weak, holically insane, zaifa. So we are striving. So if, if my, if my approach to the Prophet, if my approach is, I'll do my best. I'm trying my best. And obviously, we will never reach his level. He, you know, he's the perfect human being. You know, he attained uh, the, you know, the, the mark of perfection, right? Right. He attained the highest point with his Kamal. He was the finest creation. But so long as I'm trying to emulate the Prophet in all aspects of life, this is a very operative thing. Follow him not only in external paraphernalia, not only how he dressed, kurta, dari, niswak, turban. Alhamdulillah. I'm not underplaying that. That's important. That's part of the sunnah. But I'm asking, Prophet Shafat, if you allow me, uh, that the Prophet said, do not mix lies with falsehood, truth with falsehood. In the Quran, in chapter 2, verse 42, Allah tells the Prophet, remember when we quote in Quran, and before I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, I want also the listeners to keep something in mind. Today we are asking, is it Quran or is it Hadith? Is it Quran or is it Sunnah? Am I right, Rashifat? We ask that question. Do you know for Sahaba that, that there was that there was no question because there was no Quran in a book and no Hadith mm. in a book? Mm. There was no Quran in a book form for them to, to refer to. There was no Hadith books for them to refer. Whatever came out from the Mubarak blessed mouth of the Prophet was instruction for them. Finished. So when Allah tells the Prophet to tell the people, you know, don't mix lies and truth. They're not asking, is this Hadith, is it Quran? What? The Prophet has said this, we have to follow it. 
You hear? I don't know if you know the point I'm making, Rashad. No, absolutely. Then, absolutely brilliant, Rafi. For the Sahaba, whatever instruction came out from the blessed mouth of Nabi Sallallahu you must know the Quran came from the same blessed mouth and his, and the Prophet's instructions, what he gave came out from the same blessed. Sahaba did not differentiate between the two. The Prophet said it, Sam'ana wa atana. We hear and we obey. Khala. Today, the people want to know which verse it is, which Quran, which hadith, da'if hadith, mutawatir hadith. We are intellectualizing. The Sahaba was just ready to reply. When the Quran says in chapter 2, verse 170, when I say when the Quran says, when the Prophet said this, what Allah said, when the Prophet said in chapter 2, 170, do not follow anyone blindly. Do not follow anyone blindly. It's another instruction. The Prophet trained the Sahaba, that was his instruction. That was his sunnah. In chapter 2, verse 177, the Prophet is made to tell you, do not break your promise. When you make a promise, fulfill the promise. In chapter 2, verse 188, he says, don't take bribery and don't give bribery. I'm just quoting a few things, Brother Shafat. I'm trying to show you, these were also the sunnah of the Prophet. If you want to use the word sunnah. He, he gave instructions in mu'amalat. He gave instructions in day-to-day life, in, in what we may call, you know, daily routines of ours. We have become across this thing. The cop stops us on the road. Now, you know, our hand is going in our pocket. Now, I'm saying, this is all the sunnah. Have we forgotten the sunnah? Or oh, we only know the sunnah of the ritual dimension. And this is the melody of the, of the Muslim today, right? Uh, and so therefore, when I was saying earlier on, that our attitude must be that I will try my best. I'm not going to select, but I'll follow what I can. I'm human. I'll do the best I can. That's different from someone who says, no, I don't have to follow that other sunnah. Now you're in dangerous ground, chef. The moment somebody utters the word, I don't have to follow that sunnah. It means now you are trying to say that you know what's more important. You, that is selective now. And that's, that's, you know what the Quran says uh, in another verse. The Jews used to do this. It's in, in Surah Baqarah. This. Uh, you know, is it part of the book that you want to follow and the other part you don't want to follow? What does, what does Allah say about that? The, what Allah responds, how Allah responds to them, someone who accepts what they want. They pick and choose, you know, what they want. You know what does Allah say, Brother Safar, in that ayat? When you start to do this deliberately, I will make you a soccer ball to be kicked in this world. You will be taunted and ridiculed. Fit dunya. In your life, in, in your lifetime on earth, you will be, you will be ridiculed. You will go through misery and don't talk about in the akhirah when you reach me. There's something else waiting for you there. More than that, the punishment for you. For what you're doing, you are picking and choosing from my revelation. You are picking and choosing from the sunnah of my Nabi Satan. Because in another place, you know, we always talk about, you know, following the sunnah. Right? Atiullah, atiullah, rasul, you know, fatta bi'uni, follow him. Do you know in Surah An-Nisa, Brother Shafar, in, in chapter 4 of the Quran, in, I think, 82, ayah number 82, the, it's the other way around. May Allah Rasul Allah. 
Now, this is one of the most powerful verses. When I read this, you know, uh, uh, my hair stands. And Allah says, whoever has followed the Prophet has followed Allah. It's the other way around. May you be Rasul Fakal Ata Allah. How can you believe it? Whoever has followed the Prophet and obeyed his instruction, you have actually followed Allah now. So now this make this, you can imagine how how powerful this is, how powerful the position of the Prophet And that's what, what made Sahaba great. They didn't enter into gymnastics and analysis and intellectual analysis. Uh, you know, how, which, which much I follow, how, how important is, is this mutawatir, is this daif? No. He said it khalas. They were ready to follow. You understand? And, and so, brother Shafat, I think we have to, perhaps, perhaps, one of the reasons the Muslims are kicked from pillar to post today, because we can see the Muslims are, you know, two billion. We are two billion. But, you know, we are being kicked around and tossed around in the sea, like how, you know, the, the foam on the sea is being tossed around. Yet we are two billion. Why? Allah says, his when you start to practice Islam selectively and ayats of the Quran selectively, you know, when you tell you about politics, ah, that's politics, but nothing to do with Islam, man. You know, Rasulullah was very holy and pure. What are you talking politics? I only want to follow deen. Then, then what did Nabi Sallallahu do when he went to Medina Manawara? We only know about first thing, he built Masjid. Masjid Al-Kubah, Masjid Alhamdulillah. But do we know the other things he did? Immediately after that, what did he do? He set up a local government. He called the Jews. He called the Christians. He called the Kuffar. He called the Mushrikeen. He called the other tribes. And he said, all who were in Medina, brought them around a round table. They talk of Kodesa 1 and 2. They talk about, uh, you know, democratic constitution and, 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 you know, government of national unity. This thing all came now. The Prophet set up the first government of national unity. He made the first constitution the world has ever known. The Sha'ifat al-Madina, the Dostur al-Madina. And he gave rights. He made, he wrote it down that the, the, everyone has the religious right. No priest must be removed from his uh, priesthood. No monk must be removed from his monastery. Everyone, a religion has the right, but we must work together as common citizens, the common citizens of Medina, to build the city of Medina to be a thriving, prosperous city and a model example to the world. Are we following that sunnah, Brother Shafa? You know? Well, what about that sunnah? You know, I was in a masjid, if you allow me to say this, Brother Shafa, and I must mm. congratulate you. You may have forgotten, I haven't forgotten. I'm talking maybe 10 years ago, you know, I don't want to mention names. One brother came. He was from the Chatsworth area. And he says, look, uh, you know, Rafik Hassan, you know, I want your help. You know, you were in 1994 with MTR. You formed the first Muslim party, the Africa Muslim Party, which brother chef, I know, Shafat, so the listeners, you know, he was supporting our party from day one. But after that, there was a by-election, you know, into the democracy. And he came to see me. He wanted my help. He says, in the Supingo area where you are, Rashad, in that area, that I'm, I'm fighting a by-election. I need your help to come help me, just, you know, campaign for me. So I said, okay, you know, Muslim brother in the local government, we need Muslims in the local government, brother Safar. So I went to do some campaigning for him, right? So it was Zohar time, so I went into the one mosque day. I don't know which area it was, where the refinery is, whether it's now 
called, I can't remember, I don't know those names too well, whether it's not Clearwood, but it's, uh, you know. Mia Bank. Mia Bank, somewhere there, right? So, after the Sunday, some, you know, always, you know, people say, hey, Rafiq, what are you doing here? I say, no, man, I'm helping my, our Muslim brother here. Please, you guys, if you got time, if you are registered, just go and cast your vote there for him. You know, tomorrow you have a problem with Azan, you're going to have a problem with them, something, yeah. He'll help us as a Muslim brother. You know what one brother tells you? Say, hey, 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 don't talk politics in the masjid. You are defiling the masjid by talking politics. Mm. So I say, yeah, I say, you know, my brother, uh, I think, you know, I think that's why Allah is not sending our Nabi the second time. He's sending Isa salam the second time to come. He could have made our Nabi also come back the second time. But you know why he's not allowing our Nabi to come the second time? And Isa al-Islam. Because Isa al-Islam was used to his people telling him what to do. The Jews and the rabbis knew more than him and he had to deal with them. Now, our, uh, Allah didn't want our Nabi to come back because he had to deal with people like you. You're going to tell the Nabi you know better than him. And Allah saved him that embarrassment. So, you know, this is something, you know, you have raised a very important point, Brother Shafar. We Muslims have to now come and come into the world of the Quran, come into the world of the comprehensive sunnah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Now, okay, you, you're talking about people say, Rafiq, what Rafiq is talking so much? You know, namaz is so important, hajj is so important, uh, fasting. I never said that is not important. But let me tell you what Nabi Sallallahu said. One day, Nabi Sallallahu came to the companions and he asked, as I tell you, what is better than your namaz, your rosa, your hajj, and your zakat? Who's talking? The, 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 the final messenger, the greatest messenger to humanity. He's asking the companions, must I tell you what is better than your namaz, your rosa, your hajj, and your zakat? And sahaba were astonished. But in any case, they respect for the Prophet Muhammad, you know, uh, Allah wa Rasulullah wa Alam. Allah and his Prophet know best, you know. And you know what he said, Brother Zafar? He says, to live in peace with one another, to build unity with one another is better than your namaz, rosa, hajj, and zakat. Are we applying that principle? Are we applying that sunnah? So I think, you know, uh, and I'm not going to sound negative. I'm not saying all of us are doing it. All I am saying is it's about time we open our mind to the fact that Islam is not only Namaz, Rosa, Hajj, and Zakat. By the way, if people still want to go on that point, then the Rasulullah, you look at the hadith, it says, Bunyan Islam ala khamsati. When you talk about that five, you know, Islam is built on this five. That's what the exact words of Nabi Islam. It is the foundation of Islam. Islam is built on these five things. So it can't be the building. It's just the foundation, Brother Shafar. What if you employ a builder with a plan, say, here's my plan, build me the house. He only puts the foundation. He says, right, I want my money, buy. I want my pesa now. Give me my full money. You say, Baji, how you, you only build the foundation. Now, can you believe we go on the day of judgment with our namaz, rozahad, and say, ya Allah, I want my full reward for the whole of Islam. You say, Baba, where's the, where's the social justice? Where's the wall? Where's the, where's the roof? Where's the doors? You know, where's your, where's your mu'amalat? You're dealing with people, uh, justly. Where's all the other aspects of Islam? You know, caring for the orphans and the needy. It's not they. It's only the foundation we are laying, brother. 
some of us go the whole life just working on the foundation, thinking that's the whole of Islam, brothers of us. Change our thinking. You understand, brothers of God. We have to change our thinking. And now we have two. We have two types, three types of Muslims. If you allow me to finish this analogy, there is <laughs> one group among Muslims. The whole life they're working on the foundation, on right. Then you have the other group. They want to put. The, they know now that's not that's not the whole building. That they, they want to put the wall. They want to put the roof before they even put the wall. You have another group now. Namaz Sara Niparta, but he wants to put the roof up. He hasn't done his foundation, but he wants to do the social justice. <laughs> so we have another group like that. And then you have the third group, they don't know the difference between the foundation and the structure. They're not even part of the discussion. They're not even giving thought to this thing. And this is the condition of the Muslim world. And I think unless and until we come to know, you have to have the firm foundation. But once the foundation is Start building the wall. Start building the, the building, Baba. The building of Islam has many dimensions, many facets. There are many rooms for, you know, it's got lots of rooms to accommodate all the believers. You like sea facing, you go to sea facing. You like mountain facing, you, you do the mountain facing. So it, it accommodates. We are in the same house. But today, you know, I'm a Sunni Muslim. I'm a this Muslim. I'm a that Muslim. And I, I, you know, I'm different from you. We're not, we're not understanding we're in the same house, Baba. You just like you're in another room. Mm. I tell you, Rafiq, you know, you know, no, no, you know what? Yeah. Absolutely, mashallah. You know, whilst you're talking, anecdotes are just setting my head. And uh, the first one is, uh, you will not know truth uh, by men. Rather know the truth, uh, then you will know the men that are truthful. The second one, you remind me of Hazrat Ali radiallahu. When, uh, you know, we were approached by someone and they said, uh, how come, uh, you know, Hazrat uh, Ali, that in your time, that, uh, you know, there's so much of turmoil and so much of uh, conflict under your leadership, you know, under your caliphate, there's so much of turmoil. But during the time of Abu Bakr, there was so much of peace and tranquility and everything ran so smoothly. And Hazrat Ali told him, you see, I served Abu Bakr. It was people like myself that served Abu Bakr. That's why it was so calm and cool. But now I have people like you serving me. That's why there's so much of turmoil. And, you know, I mean, if you look at the house of Islam, uh, as you said, we're all in one house. But look at it, how we yes. talk to each other. We, we, you know, we are very condescending. Uh, we are very opinionated. It's uh, my way yes. or the highway. And instead of, you know, when we, we get scholars coming to, uh, we will always look because he's not from our clan. Let's belittle this one. Oh, you know, he's, uh, he yes. degraded Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He elevated Ibrahim alayhi wa sallam. And this is what we are doing. So much of jagra, jagra, jagra. That's uh, Didat's uh, favorite words. And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, Ahmad Didat said this, that the Indian Muslim is very good in adding masalas and spices to a deen that is always, that is so pure. But you still bring in your masala and all this, and then you eat so much, you got so much of a charbi and ghee and fat on you that you don't yes. know what to do, yes. so you take it out on each other. But uh, Rafiq, that syndrome hasn't stopped. How do we get rid of that uh, charbi and ghee that is in us? Well, <laughs> I, I want to say very well put, Brajafar, and Allah, you know, full said did that cover with Noor and his wife as well, and, and Waidi, his son. You see, it's changing. I don't understand my, what I pick up, Rajafat, it's not all human. The fact that me and you are talking about it, and the fact that there are many uh, that listen to us agree with us, 
people's mind is shifting. There is a shift towards, uh, you know, uh, the comprehensive Islam. They, people are changing, and I'm seeing this. So I'm not, it's all not doom and gloom, Brasafat. I think uh, sometimes it's only those who are really, uh, you know, uh, sharp. They can pick up a change when it's taking place. You know, others can't see. But we can, there are many scholars around the world who are seeing the changes taking place for the better. And many, many Muslims now, uh, especially in the West, believe it or not, the Muslims in the West know more about what me and you are talking and they are practicing it. They are practicing this Islam, what we are talking, the comprehensive Islam, and, and others in the world are catching on now. And I am confident, inshallah, that uh, things are changing for the better, brother. And a very important point is uh, the selective sunnah syndrome that you talk about, you know. And uh, I'm looking at a message on the screen. Uh, brother says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, brother Shafat and uh, Rafi Kassan and uh, Yusuf Asmal and Sidious FM. What a brilliant topic. Haven't heard this in any media. Please have it more often. Uh, concerning uh, the selective sunnah syndrome, yes, uh, Rafi Kassan, we follow the simplest sunnah. Even uh, the big rabbis of uh, the Judaism, they have uh, very big beards. And if you look at the Christian Orthodox churches, they have uh, big beards also. And they look nicely polished and well-clad and uh, very ritualistic. And in the house of Islam, perhaps one of the biggest sunnah of Nabi Muhammad was the sunnah of jihad. If I'm not mistaken, Rafiq Hassan, he must have fought over 55 different battles. When it comes to jihad, we are sitting like women at home. Please, Rafi Hassan, you have said it. And I know we are all culpable. We do not have the guts like our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Only our mouth moves, nothing else. Rafi, how do you respond to that, brother? Well, you know, what he's saying is so important. And I will add, it's our Nabi sallallahu alayhi and his dedicated companions. We have to pay credit to them, you know, and who who had the guts and who, who sacrificed all, you know. Uh, and, and there was a time when fighting was not allowed. But finally, when, when fighting was prescribed, Brother Shafai, you know, uh, they, they didn't want to, uh, they, you know, they started making excuses, you know. Uh, if you look at in Surah Toba, I want to tell the brother what he said, how true what he said. In chapter 9, verse 42 of the Quran, you know, after fighting was made compulsory, they raised to some among them, the monastic, you know, if there was an immediate uh, gain for them, and the journey was easy where they had to go for jihad, you know, they would follow you. But when it was long and they knew that, it's, uh, you know, the enemy is more, they start to make excuses. And they swear by Allah that, no, only if we could have made it, we could have made it. You know, they would, uh, actually, they were destroying their own souls. For Allah knows that you were certainly lying. You were saying with your mouth what is not in your heart. So, you know, there were some along that time there. Uh, the true companions followed him. But there are many like that today among the Muslim world, but we make dua that they must change. You know, it's time that we come to embrace everything. I mean, the Sheikh Yusuf al-Kardawi, you know, Rahimullah, uh, who passed away recently, may Allah fill his cover with Nur. Look what he said. He says, Al-Aqsa compound, Jerusalem was taken by force. It can never be regained by negotiating. They will never give it to you on a negotiating table. You will have to get it back by jihad and force. So, so that's why it was prescribed. Yeah, and yes, you are right. You know, we're looking for the easy road, Brother Shafat. You know, we are all looking for the easy. Sheikh Didat also mentioned a nice word. He used to say, you know, we are like proper Muslims, you know. 
even you know we are so weak you know it just crack uh, it allow wants us to be strong and we make dua that inshallah we get to know and imbibe the true islam the comprehensive islam and i think we are getting there allah must help us and inshallah then only when we change comprehensively the victory will come inshallah brother muktar says assalamu alaikum rafiq hasan you are already a treat uh, to islamic radio for knowledge that comes through i want to remind you that when you look at uh, the bible it was uh, rewritten by different individuals paul uh, changed the whole uh, uh, the whole constitution of the bible by making it a, Paul, a pauline um, a pauline trinity then uh, we have uh, different stories coming through in the torah they have the misna and many other things they have uh, many stories around that but uh, rafiq hasan as you eloquently say that the quran is the be all and end all but around this uh, we have so many scholars that are sprouting around each one writing their own books their own tafsir and instead of us focusing on the quran we are focusing on all these different booklets and forget having uh, many alims that are around that were talking and talking all the time and distracting us we have also have many muallimas who love their own voices please rafiq put an end to this talk to us talk to the leadership we have gone off and we can see the fruits of their leadership it is a disaster rafiq how do you respond to this uh, brother here well you know all we can say is that uh, we need skill we you know when we saying that uh, they they obviously every community needs its scholars islam reached us through the, the right scholars i think what we need to say is they need to change the focus if those scholars and muallimas are still only concentrating on the foundation and once the foundation is strong they must go on to the building and start doing the building of islam you know show the people our social justice our human rights our non racism our charity uh you know show them our honesty our integrity you, you know this is the, the other aspects of the building that needs to be shown so we make dua that they need to you know do that so all that is required is unfortunately you know our educational system has ritualized our syllabuses have been ritualized you know into this this small ritual aspects of the deen uh so uh all i'm saying is what we need to do is they need to refresh themselves come out of that that mold of a ritual islam and a ritual understanding of islam and and it's true if the scholars can start doing that and educating them talk to them about current issues lbgt uh, is is so rife on the agenda right now everywhere you know what is the the the, the response to that from our traditional scholars how will they deal with this issue uh, with the youth Uh, and let's not put it under the way. I'm just giving one example. It's not even in the syllabus. You know, in our madrasa syllabus, in our private school, you know, our private school don't make the child read the Quran, uh, you know, through the whole 12 years, but they read Shakespeare, they read Charles Dickens, they'll do all the novels, but they never read the greatest novel. They never made the child till metric to read it once even, the greatest novel, Al-Quran. we have to start changing this thing then only will come right what a what a point hey eh? a book of life for life no thinking pe- person should be without that hey but we knew when shall we three meet again in thunder lightning and rain hey and you know that uh, pound of yes. flesh shylock and hey what we just knew it by heart but look at this you made Correct. such a 
what a point. What a point, Rafiq. And uh, these are things, uh, you know, perhaps you need to talk to some of these uh, governors of these uh, Muslim schools, as uh, George Bush will say, all you Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> but Rafiq, you were absolutely brilliant this morning, brilliant. as usual. And I, I really enjoyed uh you know, every word that you have spoken on uh, Sirius FM, no, it's gone in Ikuruleni, it's gone to the uh, 120 countries across the globe and Yusuf Fasman said, yeah, I must meet Uncle Rafiq, I must meet Uncle Rafiq. He's like, he's literally dying to meet you. Rafiq, your parting yeah. words uh, this morning? Well, all I can say we make earnest dua, you know, Sirius FM must go from strength to strength and people, there are people, I, I'm hopeful, there are many, many scholars, there are many, many islands who are slowly coming out of the, 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 the myopic boxes and, and, you know, really addressing now the real issues, what Islam addresses. We make dua that the number increases and then the Ummah, you know, makes the strife towards it, inshallah. It's only when we start to do this, you know, you take one step to Allah and Allah will take ten steps. You come walking to Allah, He'll come running to you. Let's start the journey today, you know, and inshallah we'll see a better tomorrow. Inshallah, and uh, people remember that this uh, Bayano, this talk was given with a lot of fikr. It was out of pain that we spoke about this, not for the talk shop, but we spoke because we want to be documented the day when we may meet our maker, Rafiq, that we spoke the issues yeah. that had to be spoken. And uh, you have a mashallah beautiful day ahead. Talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a, yeah, okay, if you want, uh, people, if you want a copy of this uh, talk, you can WhatsApp us. Yeah, we will uh, definitely send it to you. And uh, you WhatsApp us, uh, we will give you a copy of this talk with uh, Rafiq Hassan this morning. And our WhatsApp number is uh, 0847863720, 0847863720. I think it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's an important, it's a lovely source of uh, reference also. Uh, Yusuf, could I request my first copy from you? Inshallah. Yeah, I will share it with all my friends. With all my friends, I promise you. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, uh, it will be medley time. And from medley time, we'll join Professor Andre Duvanaga. You tuned to Sirius FM 105.7.